1: Good morning, and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today
0: is Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 7 degrees in Edmonton. I got a question. What's the weather going to be in Calgary? I have a question. What's the weather going to be in Toronto?
1: 16. What? And lots of rain.
0: It's going to be 16 in Toronto. Why are we living here?
1: Because it's winter. Guess what it's going to be in Mexico.
0: What's it going to be in Mexico?
1: 28.
0: This this is... It's bullshit. This is is ridiculous. (laughs) I don't understand why I'm here. I worked too hard for this. I'd like to thank you for your weather segment. You can go back and... Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Um, Feel free to listen to the recorded versions on all of your uh, podcast platforms, but uh, The Real Party is is 6 a.m. live with us. And uh, you can join in. You can join in on the chat. You can call in um, and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. Free coaching every morning. Um, Looking into the chat right now and I can see everybody coming in. Uh, slowly coming good in this morning.
1: morning good morning
0: yes ma'am uh we got don with us we've got ken with us we got nathan with us uh we got uh jeremy with us sean El ray ryan francis good morning francis good morning joey good morning kathleen kathleen says toronto has a higher cost to live that is true why don't we live somewhere close to toronto
1: or in mexico i do
0: (laughs) you had me at tacos
1: i did not say tacos
0: i heard tacos (laughs) Uh, ken says well it is easier to pick up fix and flips here true true good morning rebecca good morning chris um that is very very true okay uh What do we got for upcoming events, Gabrielle?
1: Yeah, so this coming Friday in Edmonton, so that's October 28th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. We have our REI Masters Investor Meetup at our Parkview Fix and Flip. There will be Halloween candy. Dress up if you want. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and uh, come check out our almost complete Fix and Flip property. We'll talk about it. You can go through it, look around, ask questions. Wayne had to sneeze. Sorry for the lung pause. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is again, this coming Friday in Edmonton at our Parkview Flip. You can register on Eventbrite. There are five tickets left um if you can't find us on eventbrite then you can go to our real estate investing masters free facebook page and the uh, link is pinned to the top of the page there grab those last five tickets Um, it is free by the way i can't remember if i said that yep um otherwise if you are crying because you live in calgary i i don't blame you i'm just kidding i'd love to live in calgary Um, don't worry, we have a REI Masters Investor Meetup on Saturday, October 29th at our Lake Bonavista Flip from 2.30 to 5.00 PM and, um, same, same, I'll, I'll tell them to make sure there's candy (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, go check out the Lake Bonavista Flip. It is, um, torn apart, being put back together and uh looking pretty darn good, yeah yeah,
0: um very very good possibility that I'm gonna be there on Saturday in mm-hmm. Calgary as well, so um, come say hi to me uh, if you've got any questions about real estate investing, come pull me aside. um you know me, I love talking about this stuff, so anything you uh, you're working on, feel free to pull me aside, and if you've got any questions about the flips that uh that you see there, um I'm an open book, okay, uh Ken says I am going. Which one?
1: Edmonton. Okay. Got it. Good morning, Pete.
0: Hi, Pete. <laughs> um, terrific. Okay. Well, cool. Let's take a little quick little commercial break. Then uh, a- again, as as we have in the last few days, guys, um, you know, this part of the show is the worst part of the show when we're trying to figure out what do we want to talk about today? Um, like we said the last couple of days. Whatever you guys are working on, just put it in the comments there. Feel free to call in if you want anything you guys are working on, anything you guys are struggling with, let us know and uh, we'll talk through it and, um, and we'll make that the topic of the day. So you get to choose. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a second.
1: Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyer's list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy
0: seconds.
1: (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyer's list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers
0: and we are back um good morning courtney good morning courtney uh i wanted to talk really quickly about the top fan of the month contest as well um because i always forget to talk about it there is a contest um that you can be a part of every month uh, on the live show all you need to do is wake up early and come to the show and engage That's it. I mean, you just got to, there's a heart button. You can click the heart button. You can share the show through the app to your social media platforms. You can call in, you can anything, anything where you're engaging with the show. What you're going to do is you're going to accumulate, um, they measure it by hearts. So you're going to accumulate hearts. If you look in the, what is it? The right side of your app? Yeah. The right side of your app, you'll see who is, who's leading for the day. Who has the most hearts today? It's Ken. Okay. Um, at the end of the month or or throughout the month, they accumulate those. So I can look and I can see who's winning for the month. And guess what? It's It's Ken. It's Ken. Francis is not, not far behind. Um, but what we do at the end of the month, which is going to be on Monday, Monday
1: Monday will be the last day. So on Tuesday, (laughs)
0: Uh, on Monday, uh, we'll be doing uh Monday. We'll, we'll take all the, uh, the top five fans. And then on Tuesday morning on the first, we're going to do a draw. So what we're going to do is whoever's in first place, we give them five ballots. Second place gets four ballots. Third place gets three ballots. Fourth place gets two ballots and fifth place gets one ballot. Okay. Um, oh, I see Jared is just, just hiding there in the fifth place spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're gonna pull a name out of the uh, out of the cup, and whoever wins is gonna get two free coaching calls, two free one on one coaching calls. Those are valued at 200, 250 dollars per hour, so it's five hundred dollars worth of coaching calls. Um, you're gonna get one on one with me, and we can work on whatever it is that you want. Okay. Um. Alternatively, if you guys want to book coaching calls, you can book it through my app. But I mean, I would say win them. Win them. That, that's a much better <laughs> approach. All you got to do is just get up at more every, get up early every morning and, you know, engage with the show and, and learn and, and, and develop a really good routine. Right? I think
1: that's a win win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a reason to get up every morning, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a reason. And, and, and what, what a bet. Tell me a better way to start your day. Um, than then hanging out with real estate investors and learning about real estate investing, right? Because I know you guys love this shit just as much as I do, right? I wish I had something like this when I was starting. No kidding. Gabby wishes I had something like this when I was starting. No kidding. Because... You'd
1: have people to talk to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I used to do on my drives into work is I used to just call Gabby. <laughs> she hated it. She uh,
1: it. This is so true. You'd just be listening to this. The right? whole way to work.
0: I'd be calling into the you show. You left
1: around six.
0: Yeah. I would be calling into the show and whoever was the host would hate me. Oh, <laughs> Wayne's calling again. My wife won't answer the we phone. We would have
1: been so successful so fast though. Think of all the years that um, would have been like fast tracked.
0: I do. I do think about that. I do think about that. It's crazy. I think about that all the time. I think about why isn't anyone taking full advantage of this opportunity? This resource is here every single day. I do think about that, Gabby. Yeah. Has anyone decided to to take a stab at this today?
1: You know what? When something is the new norm, you know what I mean? Like back then, the norm was that the information wasn't just readily available. You had to join rain. You had to join Keyspire. You had to. That was it. That was it. Literally, that was it. And there was like a podcast that you might be able to find in the deep depths of the interwebs. and, was and that was Oh, I was going to say, well, we did end up finding uh, Barry McGuire's tale. Okay, <laughs> was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, that wasn't like super. Um, practical just like learning how to invest that was like literally tales from the the horror stories horror stories yeah (laughs) i guess what good advice on what not to do but yeah um and so the new norm is that the information is available so people don't realize what is available at their fingertips like, and even I think back to us, like how long did we hold out on becoming rain members, even though that was the only way for us to get our information at the time? Mm-hmm. We held out for a long time, yeah and so, and now this is the new norm, and sure, people are showing up, but are they taking full advantage of it? They don't know any different. They don't know what they what they have, what gold mine they have.
0: they're taking it for granted,
1: yes, so, yeah. Can you blame them? I mean, I guess ultimately it's it's yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, it's up to you to to take what resources are in front of you and how you use them. But you you, you don't realize how good you got it. Let me tell you. I we would have been so successful so fast oh, with God. with Wayne's determination to to grow and to build. We would have it would have just been all here to to grab and to take.
0: I'm not afraid to ask questions though. Yeah. And I think that's what the issue is here. There's, well, there's two potential issues here. One is that um, you guys are chicken shits. No offense. You're just too afraid.
1: Bark, bark, bark,
0: bark, bark. Oh, okay, okay go. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's the truth is that people are too scared to ask for help and not either ask for help or, or ask for help in front of other people. Because they feel like they're going to sound dumb. God, why do you worry about what people think about you so oh. much? It's so sad. Uh, the other thing is that um, some people just don't know how to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I hear, I like, I catch things all the time. I catch things all the time. Like, um, whether it be through... You know, masters the mentorship program, or in the free real estate investing masters Facebook group, or sometimes on the podcast, or just in general, just at like meetups and stuff. People will ask questions, and I, and I'll 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 try and process it of what they're actually asking, and I realize, wow, they they really don't know that, they don't understand that. And I sometimes I have to take a second just to make sure because because you just assume that some people have all of the basic knowledge, right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, of how things work. Let's say how cash flow works, how you profit in um, real estate, um, uh, what a tenant is and what a landlord is obligated to do. Um, you don't want to make someone feel dumb by, by over answering the question. You know what I mean? Cause then they're gonna you're gonna get like oh I know that I know that I know that I'm 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 trying I'm talking about this yeah so sometimes I try and be respectful to people just assuming that I that they know that whatever that is but then sometimes I just look at it I'm like oh wow they do not know how this works um is this making any sense to you mm-hmm. <laughs> um so this this is actually a big reason why I wanted to do the boot camp, because there's a lot of new people in here Mm -hmm. um, that that don't understand the basic fundamentals and they're hopping right in and they're getting on the morning show and they're talking about all this advanced stuff and they're hopping in someone's free webinar and they're talking about, you know, the Burr strategy or they're hopping in like it, all of these, you know, they're, they're hopping right into the deep end, which I love, but they don't understand the fundamentals and it's like, you're trying to build a house with no foundation you know what i mean yeah you have to understand the fundamentals and though it seems like basic easy stuff it's just you know you have to take one-on-one yeah um so that that could be the other thing as well as you know they just some of you guys just don't know how to ask questions.
1: Well, I think Cody just said it really perfectly here in the comments. Cody said sometimes the issue holding people back is they don't know what they don't know. They mm. may not know the questions to ask because they don't they don't realize yeah. like what they're missing, right?
0: Yeah. So how long are you gonna sit there not knowing what you don't know until you actually get some help? You know what I mean? Like at what point do you actually go and seek help? Mm-hmm. right this is this is why i'm this is why i'm i'm talking about doing that boot camp yeah because you know what fuck it i'll do it for free now i feel like i need to charge 20 bucks just so people actually show up um because if you if you don't have an entry fee people just you know the day of they'll be like uh, i don't want it i'll just i'll just i know it starts at nine but i'll just go in at 11 after i'm done eating breakfast you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i almost feel like i'm doing it for you guys i'm not doing it for us i'm not doing it for the extra 150 bucks i'm gonna make or whatever um I don't need that. But that that's that's ultimately why I want to do this boot camp so I can get everybody up to speed and then hopefully help people start asking questions. But like what's stopping you from today asking like hey what is real estate investing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at its core, if I want to buy a rental property, how does this work? How does it work? What the basics of it? And I can explain that you buy a property, you finance it, okay? You bring 20% of the, the the down payment. The bank brings the other 80%, and they charge you for that 80%, right? So you pay a mortgage payment, okay? That's one of your expenses. Your other expenses are property taxes, insurance, and sometimes condo fees. You also want to set aside some money for repairs and maintenance and potential vacancy, okay? So you have a business, and here's your expenses. Now, your revenue is your rent, Okay? Your revenue, revenue, not not income. Revenue is your rent. So the difference between your revenue and your expenses is your cash flow. That's the cash flow every month that goes back into the account. Okay, now you can keep that in your account and you can spend it. You do whatever you want. Okay, your profit, your income, your profit is your mortgage paydown, which is you know the portion of your mortgage payment that that pays down your mortgage, the principal balance. So if you, when you go to sell the property, the difference between the print the the remaining balance in your mortgage and the and the purchase or sorry the the sale price is is your equity. Okay, so you're gonna get that money back, your down payment plus the principal pay down. Okay, so that's one part of your income. The other part of your income is that cash flow every month that you have in the account, and then lastly the appreciation of the property. But some people just don't understand that. Yeah. They think that the profit is the rent that is coming in. Yeah. That's not. That's the revenue. Okay. Your profit is when you go and sell that property in the future, whatever, whatever that, or, or whatever your property is worth today, if you subtract the outstanding balance on your mortgage, that will determine how much equity you have in the property. If your house is worth $400,000 today. You bought it for three hundred and fifty. dollars okay? It's worth four hundred dollars today. And now your mortgage is down to um, $100,000. That means you have $300,000 worth of equity. Subtract your $70,000 down payment that you originally put down, okay? That means you have $230,000 worth of equity on top of your down payment, original down payment investment, plus all of your cash flow. That's your profit. How do you determine that? You you figure out how much your mortgage has been paid down, you figure out how much cash flow you've made, and you figure out how much your property is appreciated. That's that's how it's determined. It's very simple stuff. You do need to have some basic math skills in order to be good at real estate investing. Can I say yes. that? Yeah. Basic math skills. Um, if you're bad at math, you're not going to be a great investor. You got to be able to do math quickly and you got to be able to understand this stuff and analyze it quickly. What I'd recommend for you guys is go play with mortgage calculators. Okay, go play with mortgage calculators that give you an amortization schedule that show you how much mortgage you pay down over a period of time. And then just go grab a piece of paper or a pad of paper and just start playing with numbers. Okay, how much will how much profit will I make in five years? How much profit will I make in ten years? What will my ROI be based on my investment? So my investment is my down payment. If I determine my down payment is seventy thousand and I made two hundred thirty thousand, what is my return on investment?
1: Seventy divided by two hundred.
0: I think so. Times hundred or something like
1: that. Oh yeah, we calculate different.
0: Yeah, you and I calculate it differently.
1: <laughs> you like times point. Seven or something and I (laughs) divide.
0: Yeah. So regardless, um, you know, if you don't know how to figure that out, go to Google and say, How do I calculate ROI? Or ask us. You know what I mean? These but these are questions that you could be asking every morning. Hey, how does this whole real estate shit work? Right? At its core, at its basic core. And then once you understand those fundamentals, okay, so I buy a property, I invest money into that, right? I get a return. Then you can start talking about how to. What's the word I'm looking for? How to take it to the next level, I guess. How can I increase my ROI? How can I leverage this more? How can I maximize my returns? And so you can start talking about, you know, doing the Burr strategy, which is recycling your investment funds. Yes, I could make a, you know, a, a two hundred and return on my on my investment over 12 years of $70,000. But what if I did a burr, I got all my money back and I was able to do it again next year. And I was able to do that 12 times over the next 12 years, what would my return be? Right? Take that 220% and multiply it by 12. Right? Then you can start looking at like, is it better for me to do, you know, short-term rentals and increase my cash flow? Then you can look into is, is it better to do this or is it better to do multifamily or is it better to, um, do fix and flips or is it better to, you know what I mean? Yeah. How does it work if I were to buy the house with no down payment and I use seller financing? How is my, what's my ROI on, on, on zero money? What is an infinite return? All those advanced questions, like we're diving right into that deep end, but you gotta understand how to run the numbers and the basic fundamentals first. Hopefully a few light bulbs came on this morning on this dark, dark fall morning. <laughs> if this if this is if this is something that you guys are interested in. This is kind of what I want to do at the boot camp. And and just because you've been in it for one or two years or you've got one or two properties, does not mean you understand all of this stuff. And maybe it's time for a refresher. Maybe it's time to get back to the basics and maybe you can realize, oh shit, I didn't, I forgot about that. Why have I been over, over complicating this? I could just do it this way and I can have a really great life. Yeah. But some schmuck on the Instagram or some schmuck on YouTube told me I'm supposed to do this strategy and you just kind of listened, right? Is there anything in the comments there?
1: Uh, we do have a few questions.
0: And anything related to this before I change topics?
1: Um, Chris says, I don't know if he was just emphasizing or if he was asking, but Chris says, so if a house never appreciates in 10 years, you're still winning?
0: That that right there yeah. should be a huge light bulb. Yeah. Huge light bulb. If you think about that. Okay. I'm going to do some... I'm gonna, I'm going to do some... Uh, math for you and hopefully you guys follow along. If you can't follow along, then hit hit the repeat later on. If you buy a house for $300,000, you put 20% down, which is $60,000. Your mortgage is $240,000. Okay. Over 10 years, you will pay down approximately $80,000. Okay. So your mortgage would be down to 160. That is 80. So if your mortgage goes down to 160, okay, and you sell the property in 10 years for the same amount that you bought it for, you sell it for $300,000. Now you have to subtract realtor fees, right? So that's seven plus seven. So $14,000 in realtor fees going to pay uh, your lawyer 1500 bucks. Okay. What else are you going to pay for when you sell? Is that all?
1: Say it again. Realtor fees and? Legal. Yeah. I mean, there might be like title insurance and property tax adjustments.
0: So you take your 300, you subtract your $14,000 in realtor fees. You subtract your $1,500 in legal fees. Okay. And then you're going to, and then subtract your outstanding mortgage balance because your lawyer is going to pay that out too. It's $160,000. And then you're going to, you, you get one hundred and twenty-four. dollars Your lawyer is going to hand you $124,500, but you're going to get your $60,000. First, you're going to pay yourself back for your $60,000 down payment, right? That was money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. So, so subtract 60000 That means that your profits for 10 years And the value of the property never even went up. You made an over 100% return on your investments. And the value of the property stayed the same. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I didn't even touch cash flow there. Yeah, I didn't touch cash flow. So just in mortgage pay down alone, no cash flow. No appreciation of the property. You can make a w- over 100% return based on the figures that I just gave you. Yeah, Yes, interest rates have gone up. Yes, I know mortgage payout isn't as much anymore. But this is what I mean. Go play with a mortgage calculator. Go play with a mortgage calculator. See what your return would be for five years at 3.5%. Go figure out what it would be at 10 years at 6% figure out if my mortgage payments went up because it was at 6%, what would my cash flow be? Play with those numbers. It's a really cool exercise. And you can just see that like, you know, as an investment, real estate is really cool because it's not like buying into a stock where it's like, you hope the value of the property goes up. And if it goes down shit, there is the whole, there is that um, it's similar in a way with real estate that you hope the value of the property goes up, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: However, if it doesn't go up, you didn't just buy a stock, you bought a business and that business is producing revenue every month. That revenue is paying your expenses. The revenue is the rent. Also, you can't finance stocks. You cannot finance stocks. A bank will not give you money to buy stocks. However, you can finance real estate. Yeah. All that they ask is that you bring some you have some skin in the game. You bring 20%, you bring 60, we'll give you 240. Yes, we're going to charge you $1200 a month for that $240,000 but you have $3,000 or $2,000 with of revenue coming in every month. And that's going to pay for your cost to borrow that money. It's pretty cool. Dope. It's, dope is the right term. I don't use <laughs> that term loosely. It's dope. Right? The basics are very, very, very impressive. You don't have to dive right into the deep end with all these advanced strategies. This right here, this right here is very dope. And if you just focused on this alone, this basic concept, and you just went and approached all of your friends and family about this, what I the presentation that I just gave to you guys, and just lo- look at this. All that you have to do is just manage it really well, like you would a business, the revenue comes that comes in covers the expenses to borrow the funds, and even if the property doesn't go up in value over the next 10 years, we still make a 100% return. Yep. You show me another investment that offers those types of terms or that type of assurance, and guess what? Even if the value of the property goes down $60,000, over the next 10 years, this is what I, this is a really cool example. What if the value of the property was worth $240,000 in 10 years? You know what would happen? You would break even. You would get your $60,000 down payment back and you would break even. If you sold. If you sold. If you had to sell at the end of the 10 years, the value of the property was worth $240,000. Because you have that mortgage pay down, your investment would be 0%. You would not lose any money. That's, what like, when, when I figured that out, I'm like, why am I not doing this? If you made that presentation to a family member, or if you put regular content out on social media explaining that, because people don't know this. Some of you don't know it, but I guarantee your family doesn't know this and your friends. They don't understand it. They think that the revenue is or the money that you make is the rent every month. And they think that what you're waiting for is you're trying to cover the expenses and you're waiting for the value of the property to go up. They think the rent covers the mortgage and they, don't, they have no idea what mortgage pay down is. A lot of them have no idea what equity means. They think I have to rent this thing every month to cover the expenses. And the only way to make money is if the value of the property goes up. You need to educate them. And if you can educate them on this and they understand it, they're going to see the value just like you and I do. And you, Mr. And Mrs. Real Estate Investor, do not need to overcomplicate real estate. If you're just looking for a really great place, a little side hustle, you know, to build something for your family, or you're looking for, you know, a great place to invest your money, just focus on this. Keep it simple. Go buy 10 of these things with joint venture partners. Go spend your time on the weekends, having coffee with friends and family. You don't need to overdo it. Do one piece of content every day, just educating them on on, on the things that I just told you. Okay. Don't overcomplicate it with seller financing and rental home and wholesaling and all that other stuff. Just keep it super simple on the 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 basic fundamentals that I just shared with you. Do one piece of content every day and meet with friends and family on the weekend when you got some time when the kids are busy, okay? And find some joint venture partners over the next 10 years and buy 10 properties. Partner with them and take 50% of the profits. So of that $64,000, you're going to get $32,000 on 10 properties over the next 10 years is $320,000. For 10 years. Now, if you did that for the next 30 years, you're 30 years old now and you did that for the next 30 years. Now keep in mind, there's the power of compounding. So it won't be, it won't be $960,000. dollars it will be somewhere closer to like $1.5 million. If you just did that for 10 properties for the next 30 years and just manage them well, like it was a good business, like a, like a good business owner does a good manager, you will have $1.5 million in net worth when you retire. And do whatever you want with that. You can live off it. You can pass it on to your kids if you don't have a retirement or like an inheritance, you know what I mean, to give to them. Sell the properties or sell, you know, whatever properties you still have left and then let the kids split the $1.5 million. Like just at its core, the basics. Is that not, is that not really like... Dope. Dope. <laughs> I think everybody needs to understand that. Now, if you want to get really excited about it, then I can share all the other cool strategies that we can tack onto that. I can tack on all the other stuff and I can show you how to do burrs and I can show you how to make infinite returns and I can show you how to you know buy them for no financing and no money down and stuff. That stuff is like, it's advanced and you need to be 100% in this game. You got to be as crazy and motivated as I am. And not all of you are, which is fine. You don't have to be. But for those of you that really want to take it to the next level, then, you know, stay tuned, keep joining into the show every day, and we'll, you know, keep giving you cool tips. Um cuz Gabby, I want more than 1.5.
1: Oh yeah. Um Taylor says that this is a really helpful conversation.
0: I hope so. I hope I hope that you guys share this. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it a very um, appropriate title, so you can share this episode with friends and family. For your friends and family that are, you know, that you've been trying to talk to, and they're just they just don't get it because they don't want to hear it from you <laughs> because it seems like another one of your, your crazy ideas. Like your MLMs or your, you know, your um, your crystal company or your, you know, you're going to be selling utilities. Excuse or, me,
1: what's wrong with crystals?
0: I just saw a crystal. At there's there's these little gems on my desk here that I really left here. And um, so I just, here's my daughter. Yeah i I just yeah. And my hairdresser was talking about crystals the other day. Um, I guess barber, sorry, not a hairdresser. <laughs> Um, she was talking about crystals the other day. So it's top of mind. Sorry. But you know, it, your family, like you've, you've had lots of crazy ideas because you know, you, you're trying to find something you're trying to find a side hustle, you know, your drop shipping business, your private label business, your, your Shopify website. They've, they, so when you come up to them and you try and tell them about this new thing, real estate you're trying to do, I get it. Like they don't want to fucking hear it, but you know, hopefully you can share this episode with them and they can get a, 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 a real true, idea of what it's all about and how it works. All right.
1: Joshua says, that's me. What's that? <laughs> I guess probably trying all the things and now trying to convince his family.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I get it. A, lo- a lot of you have been searching for a while, trying like with different things and yeah. you found real estate and you're like, holy crap, this is the one. This is the one that makes total sense. And then you go run to tell all your friends and family, please invest with me. I just took this course and yeah, they don't want to hear it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kristen also says, uh, my father-in-law calls calls my real estate investing, my get rich quick scheme.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What I just explained to you is not getting rich quick. No, (laughs) no, it's not. It's, it's not at all.
1: Slowly and boringly.
0: I like it that (laughs) way though. Yep. A lot, a lot of our business is slow and boring and I like it that way. And I get my kicks from, from other businesses. Right. But as far as my investments go, just slow and boring. You don't hear very much about them. The rentals, It's just like, yeah, it's there. There'll be a few million dollars in 30 years. Eh. Yeah. But you know, for a lot of us, and if that's, if that's what you're looking for, that's great. Do that, do that. Then stop and enjoy your time with your family. Um, For those of you that have more ambitious goals, and I've heard some of your goals, they are ambitious. Um, You got to step it up and do some of the more advanced stuff. But focus on the basics first. Start there. We are going to be doing a boot camp here very shortly on the basics. I'm just still trying to work it out. We got lots of votes yesterday on the Facebook group. Um, It's pretty much even. Yeah. um, On... What people want, so I'm very likely between me and you, Gabby. <laughs> very likely, I'm going to do both. Nice.
1: No, not at the not, same time. No,
0: it's not nice because it's. <laughs> I hate doing presentations. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't like doing present because I got to prepare. This this podcast this is simple. I can just wake up every morning, grab my coffee, and just talk. Yeah. Doing a presentation, there's slides, and I lose my train of thought, and I start stuttering. I'm human.
1: You don't like that's old, Wayne. What's that? You're good.
0: Stuttering, Wayne?
1: You're fantastic at presentations.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's when I have a script, that's when I mess up.
1: I just lose my vocabulary. All of a sudden I don't remember words.
0: No, it's not that you don't remember words, it's that you're afraid of saying words because you don't know if it's the right word and you don't wanna you want boy people to call you out on it. Are you because I do it too. Sometimes I'll say, I'll just, I'll be just about to say a word and I'm like, ah, is that is the that right usage of that word? Because <laughs> you know, someone's going to call you out in the chat. <laughs> Uranus is in retrospect. <laughs> so, someone's going to get that joke. Okay. What else we got in the comments? I see Jeremy's question here from earlier as well. I see it, Jeremy. I'm just, uh, I just wanted to finish off on this topic before I I change topics because I know that a lot of people are gonna share this show.
1: Um, <laughs> um, Sean just says, I'm looking forward to the boot camp. Hope it's not November 5th to 17th timeline. <laughs> it's a pretty that's like several weeks.
0: <laughs> you going to Burning Man or something? When's Burning Man? I don't know. It's in the summer. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Burning Man in the winter.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um We'll we'll make we'll make sure not to uh, do it November fifth through seventeenth, Sean.
0: <laughs> it's a hundred percent going to be between fifth yeah. and seventeenth. That's exactly when I'm planning on doing it.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Twelve days. Okay, he's he's going. He's, he's going, going to, somewhere warm. He's
1: going to Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, he's going somewhere warm.
1: And that just makes me very jealous because that's where I want to go.
0: December. No are I don't. Know. I, we're
1: not going to Costa Rica in December. Why not? I don't know. All right. I need more planning time for Costa Rica.
0: Not with that attitude.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know if I missed anything else. There's quite a bit of chatter here.
0: I have 136 new messages. I don't want to go through them all.
1: Yeah. Um, Because there was some chatter on the other questions that were asked as well. Which ones? Um, I think that Jeremy and Joey both asked questions.
0: Joey has a question. I'm going to copy that one right now. Just give me a sec. Ken says, I am still in rain. I like the research and market projections, but the networking is more fun here. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, I agree.
1: Are we going to move along to the questions?
0: I'm just saving these questions. And so, um, can okay, you just keep looking to see if there's any other questions? But, um, so Jeremy's question is uh, and, and m- maybe, maybe you want to do this one. I don't know. Um, the question is, would you hire a family member who has been critical of real estate investing? A family member is looking for a new job and has a ton of experience in their profession.
1: Yeah. So I I asked Jeremy a question in the chat, but I'm just scrolling through and I don't think he's responded to my question, but I asked uh, what type of role that he would be hiring her in because there was some chatter and um, it looks like it wouldn't be as a laborer. Um, So I'm just trying to figure out what exactly he would be hiring this person to do um, because I think that that is dependent on whether I would say yes or no.
0: I there's i think there's two parts to this question for me um
1: whether or not to hire a family member at all yeah and the f- and he brought in the fact that they have been critical about investing
0: who gives a shit they're an employee yeah they're not an entrepreneur you're not asking them to invest you're just in the paying business.
1: them for doing a, a role a, yeah. a job
0: that's that's what my thoughts were too it's it's you're not asking them to invest with you and you're not asking them to run your company um you're not asking them how what they they think about real estate investing morally um, you're not asking what they think about it from an investment perspective. You are higher than hiring them as, you know, either as a contractor or as a laborer or as a, a professional, um, hourly, whatever. Um, and just paying them for their services. So they don't, what they think about it has nothing to do with it. Um, I mean, uh, new home builders are in the real estate game but do you think they care about what the electrician thinks about real estate investing? No. So, you know, new home builders, they buy lots, they develop them, you know, or they buy, develop lots, and then they uh, construct a home on it and then they sell it. They're in the real estate game and in the building game, obviously. But um, uh, what's what the delivery person, the appliance delivery person thinks is has nothing to do with um, that. So they're an employee. So it breaks. Now we go back to the you know the other part is: Do you hire a family member? I say no.
1: I do have some clarification here. So I said it'd be for bookkeeping. She's an accountant.
0: Uh, I, I still would say, say definitely no. no. I, you're not saving any money. I mean, they're looking for a new job. I mean, that's great, but um, when you hire someone. You need to be able to fire someone just as quickly.
1: And I feel also like this type of role is a really easily hireable and fireable and rehireable and refireable Mm -hmm. position. Like somebody needs to be really doing a good job at this type of position for you and your business and have an incredible knowledge of the industry as well to make sure that you are in a good position and that things are getting done right. Um. So 100%, I would not, like, actually I have, um, I've, as you all know, really need to get on getting a bookkeeper (laughs) on our businesses. And um, I have somebody in my circles who's a bookkeeper that has offered to help me get everything kind of like caught up and stuff. And I will not because I would never want to jeopardize that relationship um, because I know how, how important that role is. And if they did not deliver what I needed them to deliver, I don't want to jeopardize that. I think that it's, it's, yeah, it's just like, it's just such a strong no to me. And we always talk about how important um, your, your real estate investing team is. And bookkeeper is right up there with the right realtor, the right lawyer, the right mortgage broker, the right accountant, Um, they are just as important part of that team and you need somebody who's experienced in real estate investing and who who really has that down. Yeah. That's that's my two cents. I would it's just a flat out no to me.
0: I don't I don't hire I I don't hire people that I know. Yeah.
1: And so that why I was asking for in what capacity and what role is because um you know, I think that there are instances where as long as it's not like I would pretty much say no to any sort of like full-time, like permanent, um, any sort of like labor role where they're on like a big project with you. I would say no to all of that. But if it's like for odd stuff here and there, and it's just like a getting get out type of thing, sure. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of examples, but, um, you know, like maybe to go and uh, take care of the lawn at, your rental property or to like, just like quick little things. If you need like a bailout, sure. Yeah. But not as an ongoing employment type of position.
0: It just, uh, they, I, you know, it, it, you guys do whatever you want. If you ask our advice, would we? No. Um, because this is my business and I, and I have to be able to operate my business like a business. And if someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, I need to be able to, you know, drop the axe and, 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 and cut them out quickly. And, um, that's, then you start thinking about, you know, what's the appropriate way to handle this situation? How should I do this to mitigate, um, you know, um, and to make sure that our relationship isn't affected. Maybe I'll just give them a better chance. Maybe I'll talk to them first all these, like you start, you start, what's the word? See, this is in the vocabulary thing is wavering the right word.
1: I was sorry. My mind was elsewhere. That's okay.
0: You start, you start bending the rules. You have rules in your business. Then when someone doesn't do something, you give them one chance and then, you know, you go back, you follow up with them in a short amount of time to see if they fixed it, to see if they corrected it. If they don't, they're done. They're out. Time is money. Time is all that I have. I do not waste time. Get out. Uh, someone else is coming in. That's the way that I operate it, at least. I have to be fast, right? I'm not going to let my emotions get in the way. I'm not going to let what people think about me get in the way. Not, none of that stuff happens. When you've got someone that you know or someone that is within your circles working for you and you get rid of them, you start thinking about, well, what are they going to say to other people? What are other people going to think? All that other stuff. And it gets all involved in it and it just, it makes it messy. So I like to hire, you know, the best and, and I like to hold them accountable. And I like to set expectations. I am the boss. You're working for me. It's, it's, it's not an ego thing. It's just to make sure that things stay tidy. And when I walk away, I want to know things are done right. So uh, it's a nice thing to try and help out family, but at the same time, I just I'd rather not. Yeah. Um, even even with joint ventures, joint ventures is kind of funny. Like I'll 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 do joint ventures with people, but I am in charge. You are just bringing money and you're bringing financing. That is it. You do not make any decisions. I will send you a report every three months.
1: Um, Joshua actually asked this question and I was waiting for you to finish so that we could address it because he said, if family slash friends wouldn't make good employee, why could they be a possible joint venture?
0: See that the employees are involved. See, And And you're
1: depending on them to do something for you.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew as soon as I started saying this, somebody would be thinking like, oh, well that makes sense. Yeah. I don't want, cause I hear this shit all the time. I hear people saying, I don't, I don't want, want to ruin the relationship. I don't want to ruin relationship with family. I know that once you bring money into it, it's going to get, into going to affect it. Here's the thing. You set a line in the sand and you say, I am in charge. Oh, but I'd like to be involved. I'd like to go down there. I'd like to mow the lawn. I'd like to go check on it from time. No, you are passive. I will send you a report every three months or every six months. You will get a T1 general at the end of the year from my accountant for what you need to file. This is an investment and you are hands off. I don't tell them in that tone, but I make it very clear that you are hands off. You are not involved. This is my business. I will allow you to be in this business. You got to keep that level of separation there. And that you are in charge and they are not involved at all. And that's how you keep it clean. That's how you keep it clean. I've had joint ventures as of recently. Or even have I have people that um that approach me and ask, hey, can I partner up with you on a deal so I can learn? No. No. Because that that's see, that's different than a normal joint venture. See, that's one where they want to be involved. Mm-hmm. They want to know, they want to be involved in, in in the decisions. They want to know what decisions I'm making on a regular basis. And I make calculated micro and macro decisions on a regular basis. And I make them be, for, for, be, because of experience. I do not have time to be explaining them. Okay. Also, I don't want to be second guessed. I don't want to be second guessed by someone who doesn't know nearly a fraction of what I know, because that slows me down. and That's my time, right? It's my business. So I don't partner with people. It's not a matter of like me, you know, ruining a relationship and what people are going to think about me. It's just that this is my business. Okay. I am in charge. Okay. Now I have partnered with mentees lately. So people in our master's mentorship program and I make it very clear. And some of you guys are here. I make it very clear out of the gate. I will allow it, but I'm the one making the decisions. Okay. Because the last thing I want is you getting involved and it affecting because then we have another dynamic there that we're trying to maintain. And that is the, 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 the mentee and mentor relationship. And if there's any friction on the other side, it will drip into the, the mentorship and that affects that and my ability to be able to mentor and coach. So that's the, that's the one thing in this, in this situation right here, this scenario, I'm trying to avoid that dripping into the mentorship, which will affect it, right? So I will only partner with people right now if they're in the mentorship program and if they're the right person. If I don't think you're the right person, I'm not going to do it. Also, I don't just do it just because you're in the mentorship program. I've only done it with a few people because they've said, hey, I really want to do this. But like, I got, I know how to do it. I've got the money. I've got the partner. I've got everything all lined up. It's just that first one, I'm petrified. I'm scared. I'm scared of doing this first one. And I know after doing one, I'm going to have the confidence to be able to do more. It's just, this is the one big thing. It's the one big domino preventing me from moving forward. I understand everything else it's just my fear. Then I'll be like, "Okay, fine. Come on in. I'll do it for you. You watch. Don't say a fucking word. <laughs> just watch. <laughs> and and pay attention. Make lots of notes. I'll give you everything you need at the end of it. And then afterwards, no excuses going to it, right? And that's mentor that's mentorship. I don't have to do that. I don't advertise that on our website. It's not part of the mentorship program, but that's that's something that I'm willing to do to go above and beyond to make sure that they have what they need in order to move forward. It's not a cookie cutter approach. It's not, here's the five-step program. Here's the five pillars. Here's the whatever. Here's my formula. No, it's like, I'll do whatever it takes in order to get you through whatever is whatever blockage you have whatever's holding you back. Mm-hmm. We need to identify it first. We need to identify where your goals are. We need to identify where the roadblocks are. Can we get you through your roadblocks? You know, with just the basics. No. Okay, cool. What's it going to take to get past this? This obstacle. Okay, cool. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. But we're going to exhaust every other route first before we just go, oh, it's okay. I'll partner with you. I don't want to partner with you. I don't. It's a huge pain in my ass. It takes more time it really it really is like the amount of extra phone calls that i have to make explaining things and like okay well why did they do this and okay well i explain okay this is why and this is why and this is this is what i did and i wrote this email strategically to get this out you know what i mean it's there's there's a lot of like it's not just watch watch me talk to the contractor it's like watch like there's very there's there's micro and macro decisions that are made every day mm-hmm. And, uh, the macro doesn't have enough context, but anyways, I'm going too far off, but back to the question. No, (laughs) no family members, no friends for the love of God. Do not. Yeah. Don't do it. Friends. It's you need to be the boss and you need, if you are going to do it, you tell them I'm the boss or make it clear and, and, and nicer terms that I make the decisions, you are not involved, okay? And um, and, and I guess try your best to, main, to, to maintain that. But things go wrong all the time, you know what I mean? People don't do what they're supposed to do, it's, it's just normal, It's we're humans, yeah. it's human nature yeah. to be selfish. And also, things happen that are outside of both parties' control and then you villainize the other person for not handling it correctly. Mm-hmm because it wasn't your fault. Right? It's never your fault. It's the other person's fault.
1: And we also have our blinders on with friends and family too. Like we always, you know, like, you see and expect the best out of them. And you kind of just put your blinders on. Yeah. Um, And I know that like, so many human beings on this earth are not um, good boundary setters. um, Avoid conflict. You know, like a lot of us aren't good with that. It takes a lot of practice to become good at setting boundaries and to become comfortable with conflict and those types of things. And if you're somebody who isn't a good boundary setter and doesn't like conflict and something does go awry, it will end bad if you're not able to to manage those things in the appropriate way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't have faith that a lot of people would be able to handle those situations.
0: Okay. So, Joey, was there any additional questions on that or comments?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says on the flip side, though. I wonder if he means like actually like flips, or if he's just like on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. The third time I read that out loud, I I'm not sure what he means. Um, But he says on the flip side, though, passive family investor is now depending on you as the active partner, double standard. Okay, just he means I think he means like the flip side, like not not flips, but the flip side. They're depending on you. Is it a double standard um, that their expectation now of you as to perform?
0: Yeah. But you're a motherfucking professional. I don't fail Well, and when I do, I fix it.
1: Yeah. But, but yes, you're right. It is a double standard.
0: It's not the fact that I don't fail. It's the fact that I have the confidence and the capabilities, the ability, the, the confidence in myself in order to, to make it right.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Can you, can you smell it? Can you sense it? I, I, I have, Nobody has more confidence than I do. And maybe they do, but it's my belief that nobody has more confidence than I do. You see what I'm doing there? It's not that I'm that I have more confidence than anybody else, it's that I believe that I have more confidence than anybody else. I have I have the most conf I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm the best. No one can touch me. None of you guys can touch me. Just try. You can't. You're you're not even in my league. Why don't you say that about yourself? You don't hear me say this on a regular basis. I'm not gonna say it out loud. You guys can't touch me. I'm the best. It's that confidence that gets me through all my all my struggles. It's not that I treat people that way. I'm here every morning helping people. That's not who I am. But that's the confidence I have in myself that helps me get through all my problems mm-hmm. and all my obstacles. I want you guys to have that level of confidence in yourself. That's
1: why we're that's, here.
0: That's my ego. That's my superpower. That's my superpower. I've talked a lot about ego before it's it is a superpower if you have it the belief in yourself and that's the answer to the question right there for ryan i'm i'm superhuman yeah they have to they, they trust me but i'm i'm gonna win i'm gonna make the money i'm gonna and if i if there's any mistakes then i will find the solution quickly because that's who i am right and I can't say that for the other party. Can that can't, I, that won't, that can't be said for the other part, for the other party.
1: Can I just say something here? Yeah. Because, um, I really want to address that what Wayne is saying right now might really rub some of you the wrong way.
0: Mm-hmm. 2%, yeah. 2% just logged off.
1: No, I think <laughs> probably a lot higher than that. I think that you might've just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way by saying that, Yeah. but I want you to know why, because that used to rub me the wrong way too. I didn't understand that. I thought that was cocky. I thought that was like God complex. Like I used to put all these labels on confident people who knew that they were the shit. And what I've learned over the years is that what it does is it highlights your lack of confidence in yourself. And that's why it rubs you the wrong way. Mm it highlights that you do not believe in yourself and that you do not have confidence in yourself. And it makes you feel gross. And it makes you think what a prick, what an asshole. That guy's such a douchebag. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It makes you think all those things because you yourself don't believe in yourself. And so if you're sitting there thinking what a prick, what a douchebag, that guy has a God complex. Mm -hmm. Stop and look at yourself and try to figure out what are you lacking in yourself? Because I get it now, I get that anybody who is successful, anybody who has gone after their dreams, believes in themselves. Has that wavered along the way on the journey to getting to their dreams? Absolutely, they've wavered in their confidence on themselves. But they've always found a way to come back and know that they are capable of doing it, to know that they're the best. And they found it again, and they fucking conquered. It's because they knew they were the shit. So if you don't know you're the shit, start fucking believing.
0: Yeah, I've mentioned it many times that uh, the most successful people in the world, um, uh, people think they're assholes it's just
1: oh yeah I think back to all the people that I thought were assholes and I'm like they just they just believed in themselves and they and they found success that's it yeah and I thought they were pricks
0: um the most important thing is is making sure that you stay humble at the same time which is a very difficult thing to do yeah um I I have trouble Uh, what I what I just what I do is I just avoid people (laughs) I avoid people, um, and that's why a lot of this. If you piece all these, if you piece all of these episodes together, all of these podcasts together, you're gonna you're gonna get a really good. Um, you're gonna be able to finish the puzzle of Wayne because there's little things that I put in each episode that ties into everything else. And when I talk about eliminating all of my friends and auditing and only bringing back in specific people, there's a reason behind that. It ties into this because I can't stand. Being around people. I can't. I can't. Because I can't stand listening to what they have to say. If I didn't offend you earlier, I'm gonna try and offend you right now. (laughs) I can't stand it. I can't listen to it. I can't listen to talks about the talks about McDavid, you know, he was on the ice last night. Oh, here we go. Now I'm really gonna piss some people off. I can't stand it. What like I can't stand I can't imagine going to work today and someone saying, Did you see McDavid was on the ground? I hope he's okay. I can't stand someone complaining about, you know, the line at Costco. I can't stand like that. I can't stand someone when they say that like, I know I need to find a joint venture partner, but it's just like it's so hard. That in my mind is it makes me sick. It does. It does. It's, it's hard to listen to. Because in my mind, I'm like, how is any of this relevant? We got a job to do. We have an outcome that we need to complete. I'm on a campaign right now. And I'm trying to reach something. And you're talking about a line at fucking Costco. It's hard. And it's very hard, especially like in our marriage, because Gabby's not the same as I am. Gabby will talk about something and I'm in some days on bad days, I'm a huge asshole and I try not to be. But some days I'm just like, I'm in the zone. I'm trying to get something done. And I'm normal Wayne. I'm everyone, smiling tacos, tra la la. But like, then you hear something and it's just like, I don't have time for this. I don't know why I'm listening to this. I do it at home too. I'm terrible for it. Um, but like, you know, I, I, I just, I have to, I, I don't hang around with other people. Because I can't listen to it. I can't. So that's why I control who I'm around. And that's why I like hanging around with people like you. All of you. Right? You're the only people I hang around with. Because you are the type of people that don't have excuses. You don't talk about shit. You don't talk. Maybe you talk about McDavid. McDavid. I don't know. But... this, this, this is what it takes. I'm, I'm trying to give you a taste of what it takes in order to be fearless in order to be, you know, dedicated to, to your goals. Um, if you can, if you can harness 10 or 15 or 20% of this, you're going to, you're going to find that these hard things that you're struggling with every day are going to get a lot easier because you have confidence in yourself. What I want you guys to do today, we're way over one hour. Sorry. What I want you guys to do today, because this is going to solve 90% of your problems, 90% of the shit that you're dealing with right now is going to be solved by this. I want you to, to come up with some sort of affirmation or mantra. I want you to say that I'm the motherfucking best. <laughs> I'm the best. No one can touch me. What I want you to do is when you're done listening to this, I want you to just like type in like whoever inspires you. Just name, name some asshole entrepreneur. Um, what's what's his name? Uh Mr. Wonderful. What's his name? Kevin O'Leary, Grant Cardone, Steve Jobs, Bezos, Zuckerberg, like any of the just go listen to what they say. Just go put them on repeat. Just go type in like um Kobe Bryant motivation and throw that on re on repeat in your earbuds for the whole day. Go Michael Jordan motivation. Kobe Kobe's really good actually I like Kobe. Go listen to Kobe Bryant for 12 hours straight. I swear to god. You're going to be 3 inches taller. Your your your, your spine's going to be completely aligned cuz suddenly you're not you're not you're not slouching anymore. You're going to be 3 inches taller. Your chin's going to be up in the air. You're barely going to make it through a doorway. I want you to I want you just to come up with a new like with a new affirmation, a new mantra that I am the best. No one can touch me. If you can, if you can believe that, if you can change, if you can shift your paradigm and just believe that anything, you can do anything, anything, suddenly you're not afraid of what people think about you anymore. Just don't be a dick. All right, guys, that's your homework for today. What's today?
1: That's just what to say. Today is Wednesday.
0: Tomorrow's Thursday. We'll see you guys then.
1: Bye. Thanks
0: for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.